0: We are coming
1: live from Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet and StrathPlead
0: Hello all and welcome to this, another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex retweet live from the towers of Glasgow. It's good to be back after just the three days away from doing a show. Uh, I am this week's host, Stephen Wilson. Uh, Joining me on the show this week is, first of all, a man who has been in the depths of Australia (laughs) for the last two weeks. He's back. You missed them because we didn't. Uh, David Hockney is back in the show, Dave. I'm back from the land down under and
2: I'm ready to gab away on the on the talk show.
0: Dave, I'll give you 15 seconds. How was your trip? Mental.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was uh, kayaking with dolphins, uh, jumping out of planes, and yep, surfing as well. So lots of cool stuff. Excellent.
1: He was kicked out of I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here very early. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm rumored to be replacing uh, Jack
0: Maynard. <laughs> I thought you were Kezia Dugdale. Uh, yeah, I'm no a politician. Uh, and joining us this week, making his debut on Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, finally making his way to the studio, uh, Stephen Stratton's here. How
3: you doing, guys? No
0: bad mate. How's things?
3: Ah, not too bad.
0: Good, good, too good. To nervous. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to be nervous about. It's fine. If Dave can do it, MD can do. it, That's my motto. <laughs> yeah, I'm just the the butt of the jokes here on the panel, so um, you've nothing to worry about. Don't call it. Happy. Brilliant. And also joining us, as always, the man behind the dials. You know him, you love him. Did you I can't live him. without him. To the actual <laughs> I don't know. It's hmm? our EP. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. EP,
0: oh EP behind the decks, making sure we don't muck up.
2: Uh, good to see you all again anyway. What's you up? Know, you know, I mean, as much as I hate sort of acclimating back to the uh, four degrees uh, of Glasgow compared to the 24 degrees of uh, Australia... Uh, you know, it's in a sense it's nice to be back in the studio. So,
0: Stephen, we
1: gave you fifteen seconds. That's twenty seconds already. Yeah,
2: hey, uh, I'm the rebel here. I don't play by the rules. I gave myself fifteen seconds extra.
0: M D knows you. Knows you're not a rebel. Anyway, but digressing. Uh, yes, so we are back in the studio after a whirlwind week covering all things ICW. We had our special show just a couple a uh, couple of days ago, and now uh, we're back. So, M D, who is listening live to the show, uh, feel free to give us a message. We're on Twitter: E S S Retweet. And also on Facebook, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Uh, this show is going out live. But for you, those of you not listening, we are now on iTunes Woo. and various other podcasting sites. So uh, we have a whole library of our shows so far. So you can listen back now on iTunes, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Right now, this week's subject is not so obvious. Based on the intro, thought I'd do Carnival de Paris again because. Why not?
2: Hey, hey, props to that intro though. I mean, how did you get that sorted out while I was away?
0: EP. It was all done in the EP.
2: Oh, is that you, man? Mm. Aye, props to you.
0: Anyway. I do have a life. Anyway, on to this week's (laughs) subject and uh, to Mark David's return to the show, uh, as I hit the light that's above me, uh, we are going to talk about his favourite set of wrestlers and it's these guys here. We're a -a 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 three-man band! Yes, to mark David's favourite wrestler, Jinder Mahal, <laughs> we are talking about the career progressions of the legendary Hall of Fame worthy stable known as the Freeman Band. Yep. Are we fans of the Freeman
2: Band in the studio? Well, we're fans of Drew at least, so that's something. Shrek? No. <laughs> a terrible, terrible,
3: terrible stable. It's like they oh. just.
2: Well, in a sense, they kind of just pointed to three random guys who weren't doing anything in the locker room. They said, right, you guys be a stable, that's it. Mm-hmm. But and Drew deserved so much better. Yeah. Luckily, he did get that. But he, yeah. he, he got much better in the end.
0: Yes, for those of you not familiar with the three-man band, it is the stable who formed in 2012 known at, made up of Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal, and Drew McIntyre. Maybe better known to many people as Drew Galloway, Scotland's own. Mm-hmm. So, the format of the show today, we're going to talk about the Free and Man Band as a team because, as Dave, Dave was on the show, when we talked about stables, we moaned that we couldn't talk about Free and B more.
2: Yeah, we, we were doing our, uh, uh, like, most uh, iconic stables and right at the end we immediately remembered 3MB and we didn't give them any time at all.
0: So we're giving them an hour and a half. Yay! <laughs> just to make up for it. Yeah, excellent. So we're going to talk about them as a team, what they did, and then we're going to talk about each individual one of their own because looking at the, we, we, we said this as a joke originally to Wayne David up, but looking at each of them, they've, both had, they've all three of them had interesting career paths in different ways. Yeah, I mean, so.
2: yeah, I mean, because like one started in developmental and two just sort of came straight off the bat, signed straight away to the main roster.
0: Yeah, excellent. So, we are going to talk about that now. We're going to start off. So, Three Man Band. Uh, do you remember the how Freeman Man Band got together? It was, it was purely
2: random because, uh, well, I think Slater kind of started it off. He was sort of being the sort of, you know, standard jobber that gets his own segment every week only to be put down by a, either a legend or an upcoming star. And hmm. Drew, again, was just sort of in probably the worst rut of anybody in the roster, probably even worse than most of the jobber wrestlers. And I think it was the same with uh with Jinder as well, because he was sort of yo yoing between NXT and the main roster and they needed to give him something as well.
0: Well actually to to the both the main thing that got them together is they were all victims of the streak. Were they? The streak. Not the streak, not Undertaker. No, we're not the <laughs> yeah. Undertaker. They were all uh, vic- Well
2: what, what other streak can you refer to when you say the streak?
0: The Broadest streak of course.
2: You mean Broadest Clay the Funkasaurus. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: What other Brodus do you know? Uh, <laughs>
2: mm, yeah, good point.
0: <laughs> yes, when Brodus Clay first came into WWE, he went on a streak where he took out many wrestlers, and three of them were the Free Men and Free Man Band. Mm. Yeah, so the, they were all jobbers, as David said, they were all jobbers at the time, and even uh, they just tried to find a way of getting over. I mean, obviously, Brodus Street, but they were, two of them were also involved with The Undertaker yep uh, Raw 1000 Then any just you remember the Raw 1000 with that segment
2: yeah it was a. I think it was a Kane came out and then all the the jobbers came out with which was like Jinder, Drew uh, Hawkins and Rex and also Hunico and Camacho I believe as well were there yeah and then Undertaker pops out of nowhere Brothers of Destruction just go to town on them
0: yeah so obviously that was the first kind of seeds of it but they all got together based on this thing with Brodus you know uh, brothers would beat them all, so they all found a way to they thought to beat them, they need to kinda of go together and that's how the Freeman band performed. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you said, uh, they both had different paths before that with jobbers, but uh yeah, people would associate Freeman bands with jobbers, but is, is that fair to say? I mean,
2: Yeah, they, I mean they were kind of just enhancement talent for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And considering like where Drew and Heath were both like a couple of years ago, say around sort of twenty ten, you know, Drew was like, uh, intercontinental champion. Heath was uh part of the nexus uh they were both doing all right for themselves but then once sort of those sort of fizzled out you know drew went downhill like no man no man's business and Heath slater was just uh was just a bit of a wanderer after nexus split
0: would you be surprised if i told you that when a three man band formed they were actually they actually went unbeaten is for that, a good while is that right they did yeah ah uh, you see <laughs> well, wait, how many
2: matches did they have though
0: uh, well, they, they had some notable wins in here. I'm going to go through a couple of the ones here, the ones that stood out to me most in my research. One of them was, the, again, another legendary team, the Cobros.
2: Oh, is that Santino and
0: Zack Ryder? Of course it was, yes. And another team uh, now tearing up the the scene in WWE, the Usos. They beat the Usos? They beat the Usos. Mad. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think of it when you look at where the Usos are at the moment.
2: Yeah. I think for our time as well, the Usos were enhancement talent as well, but now look at them. They're like top of the pile. Would the Usos
0: ever be classed as enhancement talent?
2: Well, I mean, they were sort of, again, much like Jinder, they were yo yo in between the main roster and NXT a bit you know, when they were doing the. Uh, when NXT was still in its sort of reality show format, like the never ending season five. I've seen the Usos on that
0: a couple of times, mingling it with the uh, the rookies, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they went on a, that good, uh, unbeaten streak around about that point in time until they ran into. TLC 2012. Mm, yeah, I remember that. Well, they lost. I mean, they. any of the two of you remember who they lost to that night?
2: It was the Miz, Alberto Del Rio, and the Brooklyn Brawler. The most mismatched team you could probably put together, because Miz was a face, Del Rio was s- supposed to be a heel, but he played a face for one night only, and then Brooklyn Brawler just popped out of nowhere as well.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was, that was a random team. I mean, Shrek, do you remember that night, at all, uh, that matchup?
2: Yeah, I think it was just before Del Rio turned face as well, when he had that whole, there was a whole Christmas episode where he accidentally ran over Santa, and then that sort of provoked the face turn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. It was Cena that he faced, actually, wasn't it? What, well, uh, Del Rio? Del Rio, he faced Cena that night when he was Santa.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, so that kind of that was the, the night that derailed the, the free men band push, as you say, because they, they lost. I mean, I'm sure the Brooklyn had actually got the pin that night. I
2: don't remember if I remember
0: rightly so that was uh, that was the start of the end for three member. but they also they had uh, quite a good amount of interactions with a lot of the guys on the roster mm-hmm. round about that current time I mean, do you remember their altercations with the Shield
2: mm, not really
0: no they, they had a few altercations with the Shield during the time uh, that'd be a legendary match right now but one of the things that they kind of they were, when, during that whole time with the Shield they then one night on Raw called out the Shield but they never got the Shield Who'd they get? Take a guess. Who did they get? Who would you send a jobber to beat up a bunch of jobbers? Think WWE. Uh, not a clue. Any of the two of yous? No. That was something so obvious. That's the beast incarnate. It's Brock Lesnar. Oh, <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> yes, Brock.
2: Who uh, Drew.
0: Brock Lesnar, who... In the words of, of Joe Coffey from our interview on Sunday, he threw three Men band about like the proverbial wet tracky. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: one way of putting it.
0: Safe to say, yeah, absolutely beat the yeah beat them to a pulp.
2: I'm so jealous you got um just on a separate note. I'm so jealous you got Joe Coffee in the studio as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Strag, you do you know Joe Coffee? I
3: know Joe.
0: I know quite a few of the guys. Yeah, I mean, you so, say guys, so Joe was on the show obviously on Sunday, so it was um. Yeah, so Brock Lesnar beat 3M Batman Band, about, about and that's one of, the, one of the more memorable things. It was just after he lost to Triple H at WrestleMania 29. So he was obviously in a really bad mood. So, yeah. It's well remembered for the fact that he beat two of them up, and Heath was the one guy, and Heath tried to run away, and Lesnar kind of... He got kids, man. He got kids. Oh, we'll come, to, we'll come to the kids <laughs> later. It's all about the kids. Uh, so yeah, that was that pretty much the big they jobbers from there on end. Um, they did however get a good spot in Wrestlemania 30 in 2014
2: Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and it was hyped up to be pretty big so even if you're included in that it was, uh, it was considered an honour
0: exactly yeah so they, they were a part of that match obviously they, they did a bit with the, there was a the band abandoned them they kind of eliminated a couple of people and then they get chucked out yeah. pretty comprehensively in it
2: well, who did they eliminate like
0: Brad Maddox Yoshi Tatsu and some wee guys like that you know yeah. Not, nothing major but uh, before they kind of were then split up by force by, not by not by choice by force uh, they did have a final feud that actually got quite a lot of critical acclaim you would know if I remember if I told
2: you oh i remember it was um los matadores
0: los matadores and yes and the bloody
2: midget bull as well el torito
0: yeah but that you also remember three mb became 4 mb at that point in time
2: because they had horns with them just the, when this when they couldn't get any more tragic
0: they did indeed they did and that's oh, what we saw come on <laughs> But we also saw the well surprisingly critically acclaimed the WeLC.
2: Yeah, because midgets wrestling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what was your, what was your thoughts on We on the WeLC match, guys? If you remember rightly.
2: I mean, it's it had a couple. It had one very good spot, but apart from that, I
3: think it was just silly. Strike the agree. Yeah, a hundred percent. It was just kind of, it's oh, a bathroom break match. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was when you sort of you're
2: putting Hornswoggle and El Torito above. The five guys who are like the sort of main focal points of the stable Mm -hmm. i think it's just uh i think it's just a detriment to show that you're you're not as exciting as uh
0: midget wrestling and stuff (laughs) i think that's i think that's a bit insulting i I remember a lot of people saying it was better than they expected and they were surprised at kind of how it kind of turned out i think they needed like a couple of more big spots, and then that would
2: have really done. It. I do remember that one big spot where I think El Torito cross-bodied like three guys into a pile of tables and ladders, which was quite, which was quite good. But I think that was the only good thing about it.
0: Torito was very, was very pushed, kind of for a guy dressed as a bull. Did he? Did he not make a? Was he not in the Royal Rumble that year as well? Did not eliminate the Miz. Or was it Fandango? That was Fandango. <laughs> I, mem- I, I remember that. Oh, the Miz eliminated him. Yeah, that's, that's what right. It was. Yeah, the Miz eliminated him. Yeah, yeah that. that I, the fact he got so much TV time in general in WWE was um, a shame. But yeah, that was kind of the end of 3MB because we got... It then became 1MB and we lost 2 of them.
2: Aye. Uh, Drew and Gender got released.
0: Yeah, so uh, was that, that was that a shock at the time to you guys? Did you um, expect that? I'm surprised
2: see? all 3 of them didn't go. Why did they? What made Heath so special that like they kept him around?
3: Uh, you said you won the surprise track, or were you not? No, I, I, I thought the same as... I thought be, all 3 would be released and I kind of was surprised. I thought it maybe keep Drew and release Jinder and... Heath. Mm-hmm. And then when they released it, I was like, oh, okay, but they must have something planned for Heath. And they must
0: have, You I mean, so, um, so that, I, I, we'll go away now from actually the history of the three and now we'll now do what we can do, so we're going to talk about each of the individual three, which we can go in a lot more detail to. Uh, we'll start off with the one-man band, Heath Slater. Yeah. Um, as you said, him being the only one kept about, you would have assumed that they had plans for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, well, he wasn't like the first of the three to sort of make their way into WWE because I think that was Drew but you know Heath came about in 2010 when he was part of the first season of uh, the reality version of NXT and then later became part of the Nexus yeah I mean he did all right in the show as well he came like what fourth or something
0: I think he came fourth uh, the only ones that beat him were Otunga Gabriel, Gabriel and, and Barrett. Barrett of course yeah so uh, he was he was kind of established about he was also in the core as well he obviously. had a good
2: gimmick I think that's what kept him in like, you know, one-man, a big goofy one-man band sort of gimmick, and he...
0: Yeah, but if you kind of look at it, I mean, they all kind of had the same gimmick at that point, so... What was that? Um, uh, They all had, they were all kind of had the same gimmick, they were part of the band, so what kind of... Was was Heath's the fact that he was the kind of leader of it, his one stood out a bit more as that one? He was the de facto leader anyway, because that was his gimmick right from the offie. Mm. Like,
2: and, you know, Drew was obviously had the chosen one gimmick, you know, it was kind of like very much Vince McMahon's golden boy at the time and then obviously Jinder had the uh, the rich millionaire Indian prince gimmick
0: yeah uh, for just quickly there for those who are listening live uh, we have a listener Joshua Hong is listening he said he's glad to hear David's voice again hi Josh miss me but he is a uh, he's, he's saying he just wants to point out that smaller men like El Torito and Hornswoggle are a legit thing in Mexico
2: yeah they are legit thing yeah just uh, I just think yeah I think Vince definitely prefers them over to his regular talent. What oh, type of talent is that? <laughs> uh, uh, no comment. No, 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 no. We haven't heard it for two weeks. What type of talent? <laughs> uh, oh, I've dug myself into a hole here, haven't I? Uh, moving on. Mm. <laughs> Help me out here. Come on. Uh, what type
1: of talent is it? Vince likes?
2: <laughs> big sweaty man. Ah, oh, there
0: we go. <laughs> Just to let you know the rules here. David always talks about two things. Jinder Mahal and big sweaty men. Yeah, you that. <laughs> just ignore that, okay? Yeah, but Strack knows you as well, kind of. So it's not even he's, even he's a wee bit surprised. of mm. <laughs> your love of the big sweaty man, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, to anyway, back to what we were talking about there, Josh. Thanks for listening. Any more comments? Like give us a sh- give us a shout. So, um, even though Slater you said had the better gimmick, he wasn't really used. No, he was again. He was sort of more comic relief, really. Well, he had a great bit of comic relief around about two thousand and thirteen. Or 2012. Actually, no, it Was it 2012? No, pre- pre-MB, sorry. He yeah. had a great bit of comment relief where he had that thing with the legends.
2: Yeah, that was bit on the build-up to Raw 1000. He, he was, uh, I think he just split from the core as well. Like, they sort of, um, him, Gabriel, and Barrett all went their separate
0: ways and he needed something to do. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, obviously, it gave Heath a prominent spot on the Raw 1000 show when mm. he got beat up by pretty much... A a whole bunch of legends. Can we name any of these legends at all? The end of these ones come to mind.
2: Bob Backlund. There was Road Warrior Animal, Vader, Lita, Doink the Clown. Um, Can't think of any others off the top of my head
0: anymore. Psycho said.
2: Psycho said that was another one.
0: Psycho said Sergeant DDP. DDP. Yep.
1: Rikishi. Rikishi. Mm -hmm, Yep. Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, was Sergeant there? Yeah,
0: Sergeant was there. Uh, JBL.
1: G- they or just the APA, yeah. APA and um, Roddy Roddy Piper.
0: Yeah. Really
2: great Roddy Roddy Piper. I think, is that all of them?
0: That was all of them, yeah. Magic. Mm. So Nothing to do with the fact that I've got the screen right in front of me. <laughs> Wido. So, yeah, but after the, after the split up, Heath was given. His role was predominantly against um, as a tag team with. Uh, what is Slater Gator? Oh <laughs> God, I remember them. Uh, I, 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 could you enlighten the listeners a bit more on Slater Gator, David?
2: Not much, really. I mean, it was just two two guys that were just needing something to do, so they put a tag team together. And but a, it kind of became a legit tag team as well because they um they got their own mashup tag team theme, which a lot of teams have. Right. Like, they didn't just come out to one person's team, he came up to a mixture of the two.
0: Right, no, right. That's, that's interesting, I'm not too sure about that. I'll see if I can find that, and I'll let the listeners listen to that. Again,
2: one. it was just like Saturday Morning Slam type tag team, so that
0: didn't really help them out as much. Yeah. So, um, he went into that. He also had a feud with, uh, well, in fact, I've got to Slayer Gator one here, let's, let's put it up. let's listen to that. Gator! Is that really a custom? Well, kinda, yeah.
2: It's Titus's theme with the three uh, MB music in the background with it on a different tone.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: yeah, oh, I, I like that theme. You know, I think it was quite uh, quite clever they put it together.
0: Yeah, but so, so after that, the two, the he also had a feud around about that time with uh, a well-known rapper. Oh, was it Flo Rida? Flo you're a fountain of knowledge today. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm the the analyst, the stats man. <laughs> Yeah, so he had the feud with Florida. I mean, kind of was around about WrestleMania time as well. WrestleMania twenty eight, yeah. And uh, uh, it's safe to say Florida didn't put him over. No, obviously not. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of faded away. I mean, the uh, Titus kind of moved away from because they reformed the Prime Time Players around about that time. Yeah, that he, he, does, I think yeah, Prime Time Players were definitely a bigger hit. But uh, S- uh, so, uh, Slater then got to get a big, high profile victory over a man who was at the top of his game. I realised the mayor kind of gave it away just there, but uh, he did beat a great uh, top-level superstar
2: on Raw. It was a Beat the Clock challenge as well, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Hmm. Uh, David, you've answered most of the question. I'll let Stephen answer this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the... Who did you think? Who did they get the win over on Raw? Stephen, do you remember? Uh,
3: I have no idea. I couldn't, tell, I couldn't tell you if you got it in my head.
0: It's the... He's, he's, it was Money in the Bank winner at that point in time. Ooh, ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, I know me, sir. It was uh, the architect Seth Rollins. Yeah, you got one of us Seth Rollins on Raw.
0: Thanks to Dean Ambrose.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was the midst of the Ambrose Rollins feud. I think it was. I don't know if it was a build up to SummerSlam or to Hell in a Cell. But mm. Um, mm. yeah, roll- Slater got a roll up victory on Rollins. Mm.
0: Yeah, I remember that one. That was the match where uh, Dean Ambrose did many, many, many <laughs> things to the briefcase—the money in the bank briefcase. Hopefully, PG stuff. I keep a cake in it. He put popcorn in it. Was it popcorn? popcorn. Oh, I put pop- pop- popcorn and soda. Popcorn and soda, and
2: JBL's hat as well.
0: JBL, but, JBL's hat. Yeah, oh, I, I pulled them all. JBL. Uh, right. He
2: tore, he tore up the contract as well, <laughs> which we didn't really sort of do much, but yeah, it worked.
0: So you'd, uh, you'd think that would have put uh, Heath on the rise to mid-card success. Yay! Ah, no, I didn't. No. He ended up being a, becoming an outcast. A social outcast? Yeah. Am I right? God, he's a fountain of knowledge. We need, <laughs> need to try, try and stump him at one point. Who is in a social outcast?
2: Oh, well, obviously, Heath was, again, the de facto leader. I think Heath just became the leader of all the jobber stables or tag teams.
0: He's the company Al Snow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Kurt Al Snow, yeah. So, yeah, he started uh, a little outcast group with Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and Adam Rose.
0: Mm-hmm. A, a, a prime example of great stables there mm. did we mention them on the stable show the social no outcasts? I don't no.
2: think we did actually no. No, oh here we go
0: there there's a bonus feature for you we're featuring the social outcast as well yeah I mean the bonus is a bonus feature maybe but did social outcast really do anything to merit a social a bonus feature
2: I think they were just a, uh, there to just uh, make noise and be annoying did they ever get a win don't think they did no I can't really remember much. Maybe against local talent, but at best, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. They, they, were they, a had, bit they had their own theme, though. I thought that was quite cool. Uh,
0: they all have you. Uh, you're just a lover <laughs> of themes.
2: Yeah, I mean, why not? We're yeah. uh, we're a radio station. We need to be on top of music
0: and stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, but the you've, the two ones that you've stated that you love are Slater Gator and the Social Outcasts.
2: Yeah, Social Outcasts seems catchy.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who else's theme was catchy? Gender Mahals. <sighs> Don't even. <laughs> we'll come to gender later on. That's going to be a great subject for the for the listeners. Mm. Uh, so the Social outcast went absolutely nowhere. Social outcast, jobbers. The, the current version of the Job Squad. Uh, so I, it was safe to say I thought Heath was on his way to release again, especially because that's the point where the draft that the, the draft came about, and um, it turned out they did have actually have plans this time for Slater. Uh, he got. A, he also got quite a prominent role on the, the first draft show, if you remember rightly.
2: Do you mean the twenty sixteen draft?
0: Yeah, the most, the 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 recent, the big, one, the the most recent big
2: one. I didn't watch the full show. Uh, I can't even remember if if he had a spot or not.
0: He did have a mm. spot. Do you remember the, if he had a spot at all? Do you remember the spot?
3: Uh, vaguely, very vaguely.
0: Yeah, he was the he was the one guy who never got picked.
2: Oh, was it? Oh, of course he was. He was the uh, bloody free yes. agent.
0: we've done it. We stumped them.
2: Yeah, no, it's okay. You got me on that one. Yes. But that
0: that led to good things further down the line for him. Yes, absolutely. So that's the main. F- that's the big thing that Slater has done. That's going to be the main part of the conversation on on Heath. The now Uh he had that spell where he was trying to get himself drafted. Yeah, he literally was on every show. He was on Raw. He was on SmackDown. He was and on Saturday was... Morning Slam. He was on Saturday Morning Slam. You watched Saturday Morning Slam? No. <laughs> He does. <laughs> I didn't know anybody who watched Saturday Morning Slam. I it was like,
2: a pile of rubbish, it was for… Uh, for David Hartley. <laughs> yeah, shut up.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was between shows, it was on Saturday Morning Slam, uh, main event, pretty much everything and he just couldn't win and he was desperate to get himself drafted and that's where the whole thing came about on Smackdown Live mm-hmm. with Rhino. The Man Beast. I'm going to I'm gonna say this because this is my opinion. When they announced he was going to be with Rhino, did anybody have any hopes for that stable? Yeah. Yeah. You had? You had, actually,
3: had... I actually really enjoyed that team. <laughs> to start I, with, I though. I don't know why. To start... uh, kinda, but uh, I just thought this is. Uh, especially the name. The name was brilliant.
0: What was their name again? He's Beauty. Slater and Rhino. Oh, was
3: it no Beauty and the Man Beast? Oh, <laughs> they, had, they went with that one. At I think one that point. was unofficial, but
0: yeah, they just called
2: themselves Slater and Rhino. <laughs>
0: I'm not gonna lie though, though the way they kind of built them up, the promos and all that type of stuff for it, the actual the they you,
2: had, you kind of saw it was gonna be like a very cheesy sort of underdog rise to the top, but then reality would kick in and it, they would fall at the last hurdle.
0: But no, it's um,
2: I think the way they booked it, I think it actually worked quite well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, d- uh, so, the thing is, that they had all this stuff. Uh, Slater had the thing, I got kids. I need money. I get How many kids did they have again? Eight.
2: Eight, exactly. Uh, but I mean, is that the average number of kids you get in West Virginia?
0: I don't know. I'm not from West Virginia. I'm no, not, I'm let's not, not go down there, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was the thing. But uh, it got Heath really over. I mean, SummerSlam that year. When uh, we had Roman Reigns versus Rusev, the match that put bums on seats. Uh, they didn't want any of the two of them. They wanted they wanted Slater. And they were going. We want Slater. Yep. Uh, Did that match even happen? Reigns Rusev at SummerSlam. No, that was uh, they never got in the ring. They just, they just fought around the ring for the full match and then disappointing. It called off. Well, looking back on it, of course it's disappointing. You
2: uh, can see why they wanted Slater. He would have delivered
0: a a five star classic. Slater a five star classic. I'm being sarcastic here. <laughs> I Work with been, it. I know you're being sarcastic, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, the two of them went into that, the tag team tournament at that point in time. Uh, Smackdown Live, for those of you who not as familiar with the WWE uh, the product at that point in time, Smackdown didn't have a tag title and they had an eight-man, an eight-team tournament. Eight-team
2: tournament, Yeah. To decide who
0: was going to win that. I mean, when the names draw drawn, nah, I would not have picked uh, Beauty and the Man Beast. Well, that's a great name. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. using that one. Mm-hmm. As their winners. Uh, I had American Alpha to win that tournament.
3: As did I. Mm. Oh, American Alpha, I, I, was, I was equally as happy as when they won it. <laughs> I
2: think if it wasn't American Alpha, I think your second choice would have been the Usos as well.
0: Well, the Usos took the Alphas out at that point. In time. Uh-huh, so the American
2: Alpha couldn't advance, so it wasn't like they were knocked out, they just they were injured.
0: But they pulled the trigger, and they went, we went with Slater and Rhino
2: To win the first ever SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships.
0: And I think it's fair to say it was a very good moment.
2: Yeah, Slater's big accomplishment after, what, six years in the business?
0: Big accomplishment, he'd won many tag titles at that point. Time.
2: Oh yeah, but I mean, don't get me wrong, it was like, you know, it was. Are you
0: not crediting Justin Gabriel? Or PJ Black, as he's called now?
2: No, 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 no don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, Slacer is a former tag team champion, he's only right three times with Gabriel or PJ Black. But, you know, he's never sort of had that sort of defining, like, first ever moment kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. something that would go down in history. You know, because you've had so many different tag team champions throughout the years, like Otunga and Curtis Axel were attacked, or when he was known as McGillicutty they were tag team champions for a bit mm-hmm. and nobody really battered an eye. Yeah, because it was an awful team. It was an awful team. And do you know who they beat for the titles then? They
0: beat John Was it John's... It was a big... It uh, was quite Big Show and Kane. Oh, Big Show and Kane. So they did. Big Show and Kane have had a really bad record of losing to very poor teams for mm-hmm. the tag titles. They also, the first time they had it, they lost to the Spirit Squad. God, that was embarrassing. But in all fairness, that was five of them against two. Yeah, but still, Big Show and Kane. <laughs> Come on. I mean, we'll- Kane is the man who will take down Strowman. We we're mm. led to believe put, not, not gonna happen not happening 20, 20 years ago maybe 20 years uh, <laughs> cause, uh, that's when Strowman wasn't as big you know <laughs> 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 at that point in time no but uh, yeah so they won the titles great moment crowd loved it yeah fell flat after that uh,
2: well I think it was kind of like you know you watch the end of a really sort of Good family movie that where the underdogs sort of reach the top of the peak, and then you don't plan for what happens afterwards. You yeah, because okay, so then when
0: it was like Rocky one, and then after uh-huh. that it just went to like Rocky five. You know, it's just like the magic's gone. We we can only create it in such a small, small dose. Uh, but it's a shame because they kind of they built them up to that big moment, and then did, after that it was just like we have nothing for them. We have no clue what they're gonna do.
2: Well, they did, They did captain a Survivor Series team, so that was something good for them. And how
0: did that go down for them? How did that? They go? lost. <laughs> yeah, they did that. That was the one where I think the surviving two were Cesaro and Sheamus for Raw.
2: Yep, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro
0: were sole survivors. Yeah, they beat the last beat the Usos. Yep, one of the Usos. Anyway, I can't remember exactly when it was. J or Jimmy? The,
2: the twins, for God's sake! How are you supposed to tell them
0: apart? Well, they're able to tell them apart
2: very well on the telly. I mean, they're like, oh, there's Jimmy, there's J. How they do that is beyond me. I, to be honest, I think we just make it up.
0: Quacko, you're a you're a Dave designated usoman man. Can you tell the difference between the two?
1: Um, is their tattoos? I believe they both got sleeve tattoos, though. No, but there's differences in them. Well, if they can pick
2: the differences out in that, I'm kudos to them because I couldn't pick them,
1: pick out the differences. And Jay usually stands to the right if you're looking at it on the screen.
2: Oh, so like Ant and Deck almost is one stands at a one stands at a particular position. Yeah, but one
1: they've got longer hair than Ant and Deck.
0: This is this, that, that Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet is the only show where you can first have Carmel Jacobs compared oh. to Mike Tyson <laughs> And <laughs> The Usos compared to Ant and Dec uh, he's, he's gone <laughs> Sorry I was uh, What are you doing? Uh, are you awaiting a portent phone call? <laughs>
2: are you taking a call on my show? No, just uh, uh,
0: partially interrupted, that was all ruining the moment Dave <laughs> My bad sorry yeah. so they, they lost the titles to the Wyatts uh, to, uh well, Bray and Randy mm-hmm. and i have since been kind of floundered they quickly quickly moved to Raw uh, we don't really see Heath anymore the big question at the moment is does Heath have a future in WWE he's had that one moment does he have a future going forward or is he a potential victim to the future endeavour mm. guys open it up what's your thoughts
2: I think he'll be future endeavoured within an, a year probably another year two year left but I'd give him that
0: mm, interesting yeah I don't really see much for He. he's obviously I kind of see well the way it's kind of went right now he's potentially the one who's going to go downhill a bit more compared to the other two the way the other two's careers are going I mean Rhino's obviously got an established career so I mean Rhino's fine Rhino, yeah he'll be fine Rhino could get booked anyway so we'll probably slater but I, I'm not too sure but that's the one member of the Freeman band we're going to talk about the other two members Many people would class as the two most successful members of the Freeman Band, Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre slash Galloway, after this, after the wee- or we take a wee break. So, before that, we talked about the moment where Free MB get destroyed by Brock. Let's hear how it actually went. Let's hear the carnage. This is uh, Brock Lesnar attacking Free MB.
3: credit for G.U.T.S.
1: Last week on SmackDown, the greatest rock band in WWE history was gonna make an example out of the game Triple H. But no! That other three-man cover band, The Shield, wanted to come out here and try to steal the spotlight. It ain't gonna happen, boys. We're the only free man band that rocks faces,
0: baby. Shield. Before we send you all in a highway to hell, I suggest you walk out here right now and hand us a handwritten apology, right? Now,
1: What? Like that's gonna happen, handwritten apology from The Shield? Well, you said it before, John, uh, it takes an incredible amount of guts for
2: 3MB to come out here tonight and challenge The Shield. Guts are stupidity, Michael. Yeah.
0: They've obviously got more guts than brains. A lot more. I get
1: credit
3: for guts, also getting credit for losing her ever loving mind. Here
1: we go. has not the shield. Yes, that is the beast <laughs> incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Welcome to Raw, Brock. And I can guarantee you, he is not in a pleasant mood. Look in the eyes. No, oh, this is something that is just, just as destructive as the shield. Lesnar was battered and beaten at WrestleMania by the game Triple H in one of the most physical matchups I have ever witnessed. Well, guys, do you think maybe Brock's a music fan?
0: He's not should sure he got the shield. Oh,
1: oh. Look out, he's him! And out the hole in McIntyre trying to take out Slater better not think of an encore. Oh, no. Slater's trying to run away. And he just ran into a massive oh, clothesline. my gosh. Did you see how fast Brock Lesnar got out there and almost took Slater's head off? What a ridiculous athlete Brock Lesnar is. Wow. I think that right about now, 3MB is wishing the shield had come out here. Lesnar is toying. Oh, my God. Oh, no. oh, my God. Outside. Look at this. Oh, jeez.
3: again.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're coming
1: live from eat, sleep, suplex, retweet, on
0: Stratpleet Fusion! And we are back. Yes, that was Brock Lesnar destroying 3MB in a beautiful moment (laughs) from Raw in 2013. Is that Ring of is Now you've kind of seen and heard that one now. On yeah,
2: the- that was yeah. It was on the build-up to Extreme Rules, I believe.
0: Yeah, excellent. So yeah, for those of you who've just tuned in, we are talking about the evolution of the characters of Free MB. Weird, maybe, but it kind of fits to what we're doing this podcast. We we didn't talk about Free MB when we wanted to a few weeks ago, and David's favorite wrestler, gender. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll get to that briefly, but. Yeah as you were
0: briefly no 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 we've got a big bit of gender this is the thing about it you've got the t-shirts and everything he's currently wearing a gender t-shirt in the studio
2: what t-shirt though I thought he didn't have any merchandise
0: <laughs> oh he knows too much <laughs> he knows far too much so yeah if you are just tuned in and you want to tune in on the debate give us a message on twitter we are at fusion underscore takeover or ESS retweet if you are not listening live and on the podcast thanks for subscribing we have got loads of good shows Right, on to the next subject, which is the next member of Free mb Uh, Yes, we're going to talk about David's favourite wrestler. Here we go. Do you love him, Dave?
2: Let me just, uh, to paraphrase the great CM Punk... um... You were saying? Yeah, as I was
3: saying.
0: <laughs> do? We had a serious podcast, really. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to
2: paraphrase, the, to paraphrase the great CM Punk, I don't hate gender. Okay? I don't even dislike him. I'm you love him. No. Well, I don't love him either, okay? I mean, I think, I'm sure he's a great bloke, and I'm sure he he works very hard at what he does. How (laughs) patronising! What I hate is this idea that he is WWE Championship material. Because Mm. he just isn't.
0: Yes, so we will go on to talk about that part of Jinder's career uh, in a wee moment, but to start with, before he was in 3MB, Mm-hmm. He was essentially
2: well. He started a, off chum, a chum of Kali, Great Kali. He was Great Kali's brother-in-law. That's kind of how it worked.
0: Yeah, it was weird because he kind of had the control over Kali. Yeah. And you thought that they were kind of going to do something with him. And then they, they, they didn't. <laughs> and they didn't really do much, I'd fear to say.
2: Um... It, it, it yeah it did start off very well you know you thought maybe he'll use Kali to sort of get get him ahead get himself ahead but you know just nothing Kali sort of turned on him after about a couple of months and yeah it all just fell flat for him mm-hmm. he was reduced to enhancement talent. Yeah, you yo-yoing between NXT and the main roster.
0: Well, you said he, was, uh, he did have a decent run at the start of NXT, as we talked about on an NXT show a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, you missed uh, that no, one. No, I wasn't there. You weren't there on that one. No, we talked about uh, how he was kind of one of the guys they brought down to kind of help put over the likes of Seth Rollins. Yeah,
2: because I think Jinder was the, the man Rollins beat to become the first NXT champion.
0: Yes, he was. You can hear that on our NXT podcast, available on our iTunes. Wink, wink. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... I think he was obviously a frustrated, you know, being in the position he was, and he obviously aired his grievances and that before joining 3MB, hmm. but, you know, you maybe thought maybe 3MB will, will stick that for a bit and this will be sort of his, his resurgence, but no, he just died out at the end.
0: Yeah, it, was, it wasn't the best for him, I mean, he just kind of, he just faded away and it really just became nonsense. Rumour
2: has it he was actually pretty depressed in that position.
0: Yeah, yeah he, was, he did an interview recently where he said he didn't like being in the three man band. He was
2: talking to Jericho, I believe, as well. He was talking to Jericho about it.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It didn't really fit the three man band, game. it didn't fit for him, let's be honest. Yeah. Drew, you could have kind of bought a bit more.
2: Because he had that sort of Axl Rose image kind of thing, you know, the long rock star hair looking the the bandana.
0: Yeah, exactly. But with Jinder, it just felt like a fish out of water, essentially, yeah. you know.
2: It was just like either. They just. Point to some random dude in the
0: locker and said, Right, you're joining this stable. Well, they could have picked other guys. I mean, Kurt Hawkins was, was about. Why do you think they pick gender?
2: Randomness. Then I mean, it's WWE logic. I
0: mean, you think Vince just went around and went, just kind of grabbed guys? Yeah. Like, just you. you p- picked guys you, out of the hat. You. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
2: Right. You, 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 you be this uh, rock band stable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but unlike uh, unlike Heath Slater, uh, his uh, career. Didn't really transition, and I am in WWE because he was the one, he was the first of the two of the ones to be released. I'm right saying saying. Who gender?
2: Yeah. Oh, I think him and Drew were released at the same time.
0: Yeah, but I think he was first, and then kind of you thought that all the other two were going to come. Yeah. And then you kind of, and then Slater, so obviously didn't get released. Yeah. But I mean, gender didn't really do much in his first run. Please. I mean, sure he had that minor program with Kali but that was about it. Please correct me if I'm wrong. And somebody may be able to tell me better. Can anybody tell me? What gender mahal done between twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen?
2: I know it. Did he not run a a sandwich shop? <laughs> what? Is that a, is that a what he did in between? Did he not used to run like a a sandwich bar?
0: A sandwich bar?
2: Yeah? Why what did you what would you think he did?
0: He wrestled in a lot of like smaller companies. Oh, that,
2: that may that may be his first job, actually.
0: I, I i did not come across that in my research. I'm going to find this now. Ginger Mahal sandwich. <laughs> We're gonna see if something comes up. This weird Subway sandwich they have in they have in America. Yeah. He almost quit WWE for Subway.
2: Oh, that's why.
0: He almost quit Pro Wrestling to open up a sandwich shop.
2: Oh, well, okay sort of right i was on the ballpark at least
0: that's fair enough that's not a bad that's not a bad show i did not know that that was in, I was in sky sports in june uh-huh back at the heat the peak of gender's powers no but that that's that that just shows something not many of us actually knew really exactly what gender was actually getting up to mm-hmm. in that in that time you know but uh it his, his return to wwe i think it's fair to say back in 2016 was a shock well, but then I used expect to see Jinder show up that random night on Raw.
2: No, no, it would have been the last person. I would have. Then I thought, oh my God, they're gonna do a three mb reunion.
0: Yeah, but then Drew was at Shugs.
2: Yeah, uh, Drew was at Shugs, <laughs> but then Drew arrived in NXT a bit later on.
0: That was a good bit later, though. That was a few months later. After that point, Drew was still on yeah. the... Yeah, Drew was still with TNA at that, so that point, was actually. Drew was still TNA. Yeah, mm. so the three. I mean, of all the stables, you could have a reunion for. Imagine that one. Imagine the the reaction people would get. Similar to the Shield.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Free MB versus The Shield. Book it!
2: Yes, make it happen. <laughs>
0: nah, it's not going to happen. Uh, but uh, they brought him back with Rusev.
2: With Rusev? Yeah, they paired him with Rusev. Yeah,
0: and uh, Rusev, it probably wasn't the best move because Rusev at that point in time was, he was going through his own transition. Mm-hmm. At that stage, he was kind of floundering. I think it's fair to say.
2: I think, it was he not under heat a bit? Didn't f- have a bit of heat on him.
0: I think that was the point he got married to Lana. Yeah, and it's- But they were feuding.
2: He was it was just after Rusev had feuded with Reigns over the US title.
0: Yeah, and then they thought, Listen, it's a good move, let's stick him with Jinder. Mm-hmm. And I think it did no good for either the two of them.
2: No, it was it was like a it was like the odd couple. Mm-hmm. You think let's just put two random dudes together and hopefully one will benefit from it. Neither benefited from it.
0: No, it was it was poor, I mean. A lot of people obviously at that point thought Jinder's only back here there'd be an enhancement talent. Mm. And then the rumour started flying about. Late 2016. I'm not going to come out here and make any accusations on this show, but...
2: Again, it's all just rumours, yeah. It's all
0: just rumours, but... Jinder obviously got, got a bit more... looked a bit more lean. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously... there's a lot of rumours going about. I'm not going to make any comments on that. Because I could... it's... I don't want to get myself in a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it did come back with a better physique than what he had He's, previously. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You see, before, like, he had a big, sort of... much softer build, but now... he now looked ripped.
0: Yeah, he looks really ripped. It was quite surprising.
2: And he uh, posted his workout videos on Instagram as well. He obviously goes
3: pedal to the metal with it. He it, it trained with C.T. Fletcher. I know that. I've seen the video. It's C.T. Mm. Fletcher, Biggie, and Braun Strowman training with C.T. Fletcher, who's a, a well-known body, well known bodybuilder in America. And he does get 110% because out of the three, he was a smaller guy right? mm. Biggie and Braun. But uh-huh. he still, he just wouldn't quit. They just. The guys were lifting massive weights and he still kept on, so props to him for that. Yeah, because the, the the difference in it is how well he looked off. I mean, like, it wasn't exactly the well, most well-built
0: in his first run, so he came back and he looked, he looked a bit more of a presence, but even then he still thought no, that he's just going to be an enhancement. And then we got to WrestleMania
2: Pre- yeah. on the pre-show.
0: Yep. And the Battle Royal. <laughs> yep. I still look back at it and think that was a mess.
2: <laughs> it was the biggest mess you could have asked. Like, a match that was screaming for braun strowman to win it and he gets eliminated as one of the first few
0: yeah it was why for those of you who have not saw wrestlemania what first of all yeah. uh, and, and, and second uh, jinder mahal got to the final two of the under the giant battle royal with mojo raleigh another well-booked talent and uh, yeah mojo won uh,
2: because of a bloody uh, football player who wants this wrestlemania moment it I- was that was Stupidest decision of the night, hands down.
0: No, the best moment of that match was the point where uh, Grant came out, came out of the crowd, and there was that one security g- woman <laughs> who, who didn't get, who didn't. Who, no, they told her the script, and she and she's trying to get uh, Grant back in the crowd. She just thinks it's this random guy just jumped the barrier, <laughs> and then all the other guys, are, all the other security guys are going round. They're going. It off, <laughs> he's meant that, to
3: be here. That, that thing that has happened to me, i done security for BCW years ago, and nobody told me that Grado and Glenn Dunbar were invading the ring. So we just thought two random guys trying to break into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go down for you? Um, Not well, because <laughs> it was almost like a fight in the middle of the crowd. People were <laughs> not even watching the match anymore, but then we realised who it was. not Oh, you must be here part of something. <laughs> was no. it not just you? Was it more than one? Was it there more was, than one? was me and a couple other newbies. Um, but it was just—it was a bad, it was a bad, bad spot. It was,
2: um, mm. it was, it, it was anything. It was just to put over, like uh, a football player, mm. and because Mojo had that gimmick where he's looks like he looks like a, he looks like a footballer who's drank like five red bulls before coming out. It's, uh,
0: it was what? ridiculous. Cause he's got to stay hyped, you know. Stay, you gotta, yeah. You got to have that level of hype. But no, uh, Jinder lost that match, and you kind of thought like. Okay, At that point, you, you were like that. He's been an enhancement talent. He's got to the final two. You kind of thought the way to do something with Mojo, because Mojo kind of had that.
2: And where is it, Mojo, now?
0: Uh, jobbing to the Bludgeon job. Bros.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, the 2017 Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner right
0: there. He's what did, a come down! Didn't He's still on. He's still got a job. Oh, barely. At the end of the day. So yeah, you kind of thought, like, right, that's random, but it just… could we just wanted somebody to lose? I mean, it was… because the, 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 the final three was they two and Kelly and Dane. Big like, Demo. You know, big Demo. And, well, and uh, I think it was hard to find anybody that I knew who wasn't rooting for, for Demo, Kelly and Dane Yeah. Well, well that have been a great spot for him to have won that battle royal.
2: Oh yeah, but then again, he was still part of Sanity at the time and I think him jumping to the main roster would have been a bit of a… A wrench in the works for his NXT uh, program at the minute. Because I think he still needs to. Him being with Sanity is probably the best booking he's got right now. Because he stood out massively in War Games. Oh, he was easily MVP of the match. Mm Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree
0: with that. He's some some guy, Kelly and Dane Demo, in the ring. I remember first seeing him at uh, the first ICW Shugs House part, and he did the Van Daminator. Oh, yeah. Which he pulled out at War Games as well. Did he not do a
2: bloody coast-to-coast coast, uh, as well. Yes. Yeah, that's a Van Daminator. Yeah, oh, is that Van it? Dominator. Yeah. Oh, is that what you meant? It's originally
0: called the Van Daminator. It's only called coast-to-coast. Coast I thought the Van of...
2: Daminator was with the chair and he runs with it, not like he jumps off the turnbuckle and does it.
0: No, I think that's... No, it might be the Van Terminator. I may we get mixed I, up I, I, that I, No, Van I always Terminator
2: saw... The Van is
3: throwing the chair into the face then, kicking it.
0: It may be the coast-to-coast. Coast. Yeah, I, I always
3: saw that with the bin spot. I always saw that as the coast-to-coast. They've coast.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh,
3: done, done at ECW Scotty Riggs, I think it was. He yeah. done it the first time, and how heavy is he? Well, like twenty stone or something. RVD. No, but demo <laughs> on oh, demo. I. Right. I've
0: been told that it was the van term. Somebody sent it's the van Terminator.
2: The one where he runs with the chair.
0: Uh, the coast to coast. Oh.
2: Well, maybe they call it different names. Mm.
0: No, know, but either way, it was coast to coast. Brilliant, brilliant. Did to Joe Hendrick, after I first seen him do it. Joe Henry looked like he was done.
3: <laughs> people, people don't expect demo to do stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I knew demo when he was a lot lighter. Um, right. and Demo could move. Damo, I mean Dane Cross Bodies and things like that. You don't expect to have a big guy, but he originally did do stuff like that, so that's how it probably made it easier for him. Yeah,
0: but it was brilliant, but it, but yeah, so he kinda for other three you thought he might have won it, and then he got eliminated and then you weren't sure. But then after that when you were kinda like, Well, Jinder's just gonna go back to doing what he was doing and then he got moved to SmackDown.
2: And like, Oh great, now he's enhanced with talent for Smackdown. And
0: then he won that battle royal.
2: No, he didn't. It wasn't a battle royal. It was a six-pack challenge.
0: We won a six-pack challenge, sorry. Thank and you, David. Thank Sami
2: Zayn was in that match as well. I mean, what the hell?
0: <laughs> Sami Zayn? <laughs> yeah. Sami Zayn hasn't really done much on SmackDown, to be fair. Has
2: he won, like, any main roster championship as well? Sami Zayn? Yeah.
0: No. No. Not He's won the NXT Championship. And, and that's, that's it? That's it, yeah. Ch-
2: what is... Oh, I can't even.
0: So we got Jinder, and uh, Randy Orton was the champion at that point in time. Yeah. And we got that match with Jinder versus Randy, and you were kind of thinking... Oh, God. What's... Why have they done this?
2: Yeah, this just... I mean, your first impression, you thought... Huh? <laughs> uh, for real?
0: Yeah, it was, it was it was quite shocking. I mean, you think like, that, right, well, this is a weird role to give him. I mean, you've got all these other guys that could potentially get that spot and you give it to Jinder, so you're like, right, they're just wanting to give They're they always Orton a win. An easy win, just kind of build them yeah. up until somebody else bigger is going to come in.
2: And you think, oh, oh, and also SmackDown landed the opportunity, let's put some of the uh, undercard guys in the main event scene, let's see how they do.
0: But then as the weeks went on between the, him winning that match and, and the actual match with Randy, Rumors spreading. They started to kind of give him a lot more things going on. He was taking out Randy, he was stealing the title. He got himself some heavies. I say heavies, they're not heavies. Yeah, they're <laughs> brothers. the, the Singh brothers. A couple of cruiserweights, yeah. Yeah, and you're kind of thinking like, they're not gonna do this. Surely, he's gonna lose. They're it's not. Just, they're uh, just not. They're not gonna do they're it. They're
2: teasing it, but they're not really gonna do it.
0: And then it happened. Oh, uh,
2: the <laughs> biggest. The biggest insult to every WWE Champion in history happened that night.
0: It was a, oh. it was a backlash on May 21st and Jinder Mahal, who was jobbing, became the first member of 3MB to hold the World Championship
3: in WWE. Was it not before he went to SmackDown, he was on Raw with Finn Balor, concussed him. Yep. And he did, Finn, so he did. That, he did I just rushed, kicked him, and then stomped him. In the, like, two, it's two seconds of the realized realise he concussed. Mm-hmm. And then he went to SmackDown and won that. You kind of it's not going to happen. Can I just point out as well? I have my
2: stats as well. Up until he won the six-pack challenge, Jinder Mahal had an 80% loss record. And then between winning the Battle Royal and winning the Championship, he had a couple of wins in between, and that only improved up to 75% uh, loss record. So that is madness. The, the, WWE, the 50th ever WWE Champion has a 25% win record, had no branding, no merchandise, and was pretty much a jobber for 95% of his career.
3: How the hell do you explain that?
0: You can see how much he loves gender now, can't you?
3: Oh, this is tremendous. I've never seen somebody so (laughs) angry. And then the
2: reason reason comes out is that there's a massive demographic in India that Vince McMahon, being the mad (laughs) business person that he is, decides he wants some of them uh, he wants to capitalize on it. And yeah, let's uh, let's just say, yeah, do we have an Indian guy on the roster? Oh yeah, there he is. Let's put the big belt on him and say, hey look India. You're um one of your home home guys is, is champion. From give Canada. us your give us your sweet <laughs> rupees.
0: Strakey you're starting to see why we chose this topic this week?
2: No, uh, I, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, the mind <laughs> the <laughs> mind boggles. I'm in I the matrix, matrix and it, it I'm in the matrix and the code is drunk. <laughs> this is what's going on here.
0: Like, Stranger Things, everything's the other way around. Mm. David, don't worry. It's like Inception, Dream
2: dreams within dreams, I'll except calm everything's you. inside out and upside down.
0: David, I'll carry you down with a
1: bit of music.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my headphones off now because I don't want to hear any of that <laughs> stupid music anymore. It's
1: <laughs> amazing music! <laughs>
2: And just to capitalise things as well, I mean, sure he has his stable in that, but his match quality is average at best. And the fact that he gets wins over Nakamura, AJ Styles, two of probably the greatest ever, it's insulting to both of them and to every other guy on the roster that can actually give them a decent match. Ugh. Oh, I mean, like I said, mind boggles. Anyway, rant over.
1: Can I just say, incidentally, maybe you're sitting at home, you're all listening to the warm music that is Eat Sleep Suplex retweets. maybe you're listening back to it uh, on iTunes, and you're You're have a bit of a rage on as much as David Hockney, what I suggest is you play a bit of music, sit back in your chair, have a warm drink, and put on some nice, soothing music.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're
0: such a wind-up. This one helps very much. We've been on for, we've we've had six weeks off of shows, and it's just kind of built to this moment <laughs> where David's just got his anger out, because we Fair to say, we keep cutting him off on the gender fact every week, and then we just gonna let him just get this rage out.
2: But hey, but hey, jokes, right? Don't hinder gender. It's a joke!
0: <laughs> see, folks at home, there'll be steam coming
1: out of his ears if he wasn't wearing headphones right now. That's the f- that's how raging this you guy is. You can't even see
2: my ears right now, how do you know steam isn't coming out of them right now?
3: <laughs> just double check those windows a lot. <laughs> oh no,
2: 50th WWE Champion, and it's a joke. <laughs> let that sink in.
0: Do you feel better now, David? Much better, thanks. <laughs> so yeah, Jinder won the WWE Championship in case you didn't pick it up. <laughs> yeah, you right,
1: Just hit the mic. Yeah. I was just looking at Celtic Park up, like, up. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> so anyway, like David said there, uh, Jinder won the title. He beat Randy Orton. Not once. Not twice. But I think it was about three times he beat him.
2: Once in the Punjabi prison match as
0: let's, well. Let's talk about the Punjabi prison match. Was it good to see that match back? The no.
2: slowest match in history. It was awful.
0: I mean David, we talked about that, that one week we had this one of the standalone podcast specials in July. Yeah. About we weren't sure how well that match was gonna go. But the whole thing about that match was terrible.
3: I think I heard the podcast with Edge and Christian and Edge said this something that was quite relevant. It makes the match harder because if it's a steel cage and you get slammed in it, it makes noise. Mm. When you throw something at a Singapore cane, it just shakes. <laughs> no, it just it bamboo, is, yeah. You just hear re- the reeking and re- the- re- the- that's it. You don't, nothing else. There's no big payoff.
0: I know. um uh, it's just that... Uh, and even then, uh, Kelly. I mean, what was, what was the point in Kali? He's not. We've not seen
3: Kelly since then. I just turned up. Took one paycheck and went back home. But, folks, he did get a big pop. Aye, oh, he did. So...
0: Clearly there was some interest in it. I think that was maybe partly that nobody wanted Randy to win.
2: Mmm... I did. Aye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? You wanted Randy to beat Jinder? Oh no, no chance. I
2: it just d- wanted the match to be over. It was. I was falling asleep about halfway through.
0: But then you were talking about how his next opponent was uh, Mr Shinsuke Nakamura.
2: And I think, thank God, we're going to get a decent champion now. And what happened? he lost <laughs> because of the bloody things Wait.
1: can I can I just not ask you something David do you not think the way that gender was built up as a heel the way he did his promos and everything built up as a heel do you not think he did a good job in doing that he did
2: like maybe mid-carder at best not main event level that's that's my you, sort of very so you think that I think heel- if he was going for the U- United States Championship first fair enough but the fact that he has like that kind of lost record. He has no merchandise, no branding, no character building, without um, anything else in between. The fact that he went for the top title in the company—it just doesn't make sense.
0: Come on, he beat—he beat, he beat Mister Money in the Bank, beat Baron Corbin
2: with a roll-up. Still beat him, and he was distracted by John Cena.
0: Still beat him. Beat Cena Nakamura twice.
3: With interference from the Singh brothers. Still beat him twice. So That's one thing I th- I'll say with David said about the whole capitalising on India tickets the only thing I found rather confusing with giving him the title was he was heel if you're uh, trying to appeal to the, the India market to sell tickets why would you have their champion as a heel and he can't make a win with without yeah. a, you say like interference from the Singh brothers or a cheat or, so, or something like that it's just, that just didn't make sense to me no and totally uh, why make him heel some,
0: pe- some people are compared, currently comparing Jinder Mahal to Zach Gibson Soon. <laughs> as Because of how good the heels they are.
2: One other thing as well. Jinder isn't actually, well, I mean obviously he's of Indian heritage, but he's actually Canadian. born and raised in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> Calgary, Alberta, Canada.
0: I know. It's weird. I don't know. But, so uh, why, is he
2: not wa- why is he not waving like a, a maple leaf flag or something?
0: The thing we've got now is obviously, we top of about that, he's had all the wins, but now he's no longer champion.
2: Yay! He lost
0: to AJ Styles. <laughs>
2: Woo! So happy. Great moment. Manchester, yeah,
0: first, first WWE World Championship change outside of…
2: Yeah, well, in the United Kingdom.
0: In the United Kingdom. Brilliant moment.
2: Hallelujah. Uh,
0: well, there's a lot of rumours going about that Jinder will win back the title at the upcoming class of champions. He probably
2: will, because there's an India tour coming in December.
0: Do you? That's the next question. Do you see him winning the championship? And if he does, do you see him taking that championship into WrestleMania? And who would he defend it against?
2: He will get it for the India tour, no doubt about it. Whether he takes it to WrestleMania though, that's debatable. Because mm. there's been a lot of rumors that it will be Styles Nakamura for the title at WrestleMania, there's and also... that is a is a moneymaker. <laughs> Just like when they realized that Lesnar Jinder at Survivor Series wasn't going to be a moneymaker.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. He was nearly going to fight Lesnar. <laughs> then but uh, Lesnar they and they ha- almost... Lesnar and Heyman vetoed it. Well, they least... said that they should fight AJ instead. At and what a they... match the two of them put on?
2: They saw the light, or Lesnar Lesnar and Heyman are the voices of reason here.
0: Mm. There's there's rumors that if Jinder wins the title, he's going to fight Cena at WrestleMania
2: god no No. (laughs) No.
0: imagine that your two title matches jinder cena and reigns and lesnar
2: oh that hardly bears thinking about like and for cena to win his 17th world title by beating gender mahal of all people no that would just uh it is almost guaranteed to happen
0: Right, so before we move away from gender, David, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest quickly? No, I'm <laughs>
2: finished. Let's uh, let's roll on to the someone who's actually talented here. Let's I mean, move on wow, to. Wow, no.
0: I mean, Strike. Sh- sh- did you did you have any opinion on gender? You did you agree with David on me on a lesser extent?
3: Jinder, <laughs> gender, as, as I say, it would be better as a heel if he gave him the US title because they could have then ram it, done the whole landstorm thing. We are Aye. better than you, and mm-hmm. all the kind of things like that. And he could have maybe built them that way and then maybe edged them towards the, the title, but I'd I just gone, st- being on the Raw, losing so much and then going to SmackDown, winning a battle royal and then boom, it, it just didn't make any sense. They, they didn't build them up like they do with normal champions. I know, I know.
0: But yeah, so that was Jinder Mahal. <laughs> now we're going to go on to the final member of 3MB. Uh, he doesn't need much introduction, he's this man. Yes, it is Scotland's own Drew McIntyre, known to other people as Drew Galloway.
2: Drew, woo!
0: <laughs> Big fan of Drew in the corner. He's, the tide has turned. It was from that, that to that. Yes. No, Drew Galloway, a world renowned Drew competitor
2: Mac- in Drew McIntyre. Now Galloway. The,
0: thi- the thing about Drew is he was his story was interesting before Free MB because he was the chosen one. Vince McMahon, so chosen one. Yeah, the man came out to be said, "This man is the future."
2: This man is a future world champion.
0: By Vince McMahon on live TV. You'd think this guy was the limit for him at that point in time.
2: Mm-hmm. And he was only, what,
3: 23 at the time as well?
0: Something like that.
3: Yeah, it's 2009. Nine, it was 2009 he went? Yeah, uh, that's when that. he arrived.
0: It was there the year before, but he didn't get much. And then no, he did had He them or something. He
2: like was sort of like developmental talent uh, with uh, Dave Taylor. Uh, m- with William Regal's former associate.
0: Yeah, he was with Dave Taylor at one point, yeah. And then... He kind of got took off TV for a bit, then he was brought back as the chosen one.
2: Rebranded him a bit, yeah, and now he came out as this, what, how tall is he? Like
3: 6'5"? Something like that. Yeah, uh, Drew's a big
0: boy. He is a big boy. But he he was the chosen one, which got him, he became Intercontinental Champion very quickly, beating John Morrison. Yep. Now better known as John Johnny Mundo or Johnny Impact. Johnny Nitro. Johnny Johnny Nitro originally, yes. Yep. Uh, he was also Tag Team Champion with Cody Rhodes.
2: Mm-hmm a brief stint
0: yes and then it fell for him it just fell flat
2: what happened i don't get it
0: I don't ask the question then he got put in EMB.
2: well there were uh, not to be uh making any judgments here but rumor has it that he was going through a bit of a, a messy divorce
0: yeah he was with tarry tarryn Tarantarell yeah. tarryn yeah
2: playboy model tarryn and yeah also known as in wwe is tiffany yeah uh yeah it was it didn't go so well. No, I know, think it was quite had, a rough divorce. He had quite a bit of a domestic going on, or
0: supposedly. hmm So he was about 3MB, and then he was also released at the same time as Jinder.
2: Uh, Tif- Tiffany was released as well before that, and but yeah, he was sort of stuck around, but he never really recovered from it.
0: Now, the thing about Drew that interested a lot more people uh, we know, locally that we know is the fact that he's Scottish. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, a certain Scottish promotion had just done a big documentary on BBC, that being ICW, of course. Yep. And you kind of were starting to think like, hmm, what if, what if they got Drew, again, obviously because Drew was there originally. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and then he, then Chuck's house party came and lo and behold, look who showed up for his first, for his first non- first not in WWE appearance after release at ICW, and ABC.
2: Oh yeah, what a pop he got as well.
0: Oh yeah, great pop. I mean, what was your thoughts on Drew's return at ICW? Was it, did you expect him to kind of be, did you expect ICW to make the call? Yeah. Strack, Sh- you've obviously got Bro. a bit more
3: experience in that side of things. I, I know uh, Drew's knew Mark Dallas for years, absolute years. Uh, Drew was one of the first guys to do the very first ICW shows in Mary Hill uh, mm. Community Centre um, and I was when Drew was released I'd I, surprise it was gone back it would go back to ICW
2: I mean where else would he have gone where he would get such a hero's welcome I mean I think ICW would have been probably the only place he could have gone where he would uh, sort of revitalise himself a bit
0: well it was a good move for him because obviously he came out the pop was amazing yeah uh, I remember it right because the pop went so bad I was with my cousins and uh, everybody was all watching the show and he got really raised because some guy went so crazy chucked a paint hit him in the back of the heat and everybody's like "That's Drew and he's just like who's this guy that hit me with the paint <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was a good move for Drew I mean he came back he's, he's, mm-hmm. he says As I want to get ICW on the map on the map yeah yeah on the map uh, on the map you said map close enough and uh, he had this big massive roads to the ICW championship where did he feuded with Jack Jester did
2: you see his first match when he came back I think he was uh, it was the garage show straight after Shugs.
0: yes he fought uh, we, James Scott We fat Taz dark side what, what have you got against James Scott? You were hosting one week and you didn't re- didn't profile what? him properly when you read out his tweet.
2: That was my first <laughs> that was my first ever ICW show and that's what everybody was chanting, so I just went along with it.
0: Yeah but we're not talking about that, we're talking about the fact that you read out a tweet from him on this
1: show yeah, and no, you didn't recognise who he was. A former heavyweight champion and you didn't even dealt, You not uh, know who Darsey was? Well, he no, didn't no, know. I knew, I knew who Darkside was, but I
2: wasn't. Uh, he didn't it. know his. That was his. Twitter I was, account I was semi-switched off. Yeah. So
1: he he tweeted. He tweeted to a poll that we asked about dream matches, and he didn't recognise it was James Scott's profile, and he just read it out. Well, hey, he just went, I just read James, a James Scott," just like
3: he's some random guy on the street. <laughs> James Scott, who's wrestled Austin Aries, yep. AJ Styles, yep. Christopher Daniels. Yep. A lot of guys did it one PW years ago. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I read the tweet. I didn't even I'd pick up. To I, didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> pick up on it. Oh, I'm an idiot.
0: We've got it all on demand on iTunes in the strike. You can oh, listen to I'm that I'm moment he, where, he, where he just where he just walks by. It's on the what show? The Dream Match show. Dream Match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that would be a Dream Match: David versus James Scott, oh, God. <laughs> or Gu- Gu- Drew Gulak I versus James Scott. Was
1: going to <laughs> say I can arrange that. Drew Gulak. Please do. Yeah, you're Drew you Forgot
2: your forget. gimmick. Oh God! Uh, PowerPoint presentations, man. <laughs>
0: He's got the tie in. They got, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, do, I am wearing a tie right now, so yes. Yeah, but yeah, back to the back to the point of uh, Drew. He came back and he went on to face Jester for the champ. Jack Jester for the championship at Field in the Battlelands It was at that point, class as the biggest match in the company's history. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Drew won the title and went on to really legitimise the ICW Championship to a point that he made that the world championship. Yeah. Took it all over the world, defended it against the likes of Matt Hardy. He literally went everywhere, yeah. Do you think that him as the champion helped put ICW onto that next level? Absolutely. He was like
2: not only was he like ICW's like top guy, but he represented Scotland as a whole. He put Scottish wrestling on the map. Yeah, that's what he did with the t- with that title. He took it literally everywhere, challenged uh, world renowned competitors. In every building, in every promotion, and he made that big name for himself. Mm. He, he absolutely
0: smashed it. I mean, he had some great matches and and he's run as a champion. He fought Chris Rain through the squared go, a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. He fought Joe Coffey in the first ever Barra Mania. Uh, he also fought Big Demo, as we talked earlier on as well. Yep. His match with Demo was actually the point where uh, he turned heel and joined up with Red Lightning and Jack Jester to become the Black Label. Mm-hmm. Which was also a, 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 not as good as the moment when his return, but it was still quite a shocking moment. Uh, I liked it. It was good that I mean, obviously they kind of. Worked, it was good to see them as a team because you kind of knew them as pals. Mm-hmm. They, they talked about ages and they thought it was just natural for it to go together. they've
2: got good chemistry together. I think they were worked really well.
0: Mm-hmm. He then dropped the title as we to- we talked about this on our show on Sunday. The ICW previous show he dropped the, mo- the title to Grado.
2: At the SECC.
0: And what was also a great moment for ICW. I mean that was.
2: What, what show was that? Was that Fear and Loathing? It was Fear yeah, and Loathing. Yeah. Fear and Loathing 8. 8, yeah. Mm. Before they moved to the Hydro.
0: And I think once he dropped the belt, you were kind of, this may have just been me I thought, this one, but once he dropped the belt, you kind of were just waiting for the point where he was maybe going to make a big move. Yeah. And those rumours started to obviously flurry a few months earlier when he joined a certain TNA, Global Force Wrestling, whatever it's called nowadays. We've called it many names on the show. Yeah. But he joined TNA at the Hydro. That's when he made his debut. Do you remember his debut at all? Remember how Drew debuted in ICW? He came out after Grado's match with Al Snow. Uh, I think it was the Beatdown clan that were there and he took them out with a pipe. came out of the crowd. At the Hydro. Uh,
3: I, I don't remember it now. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> I, I actually watched a lot of TNA, the WWE for a certain point. I think that's where I, I remember the, the whole Drew coming out and clearing the house. Yeah, so now that was in
0: 2015, 2016? No, 2015, yeah, it was 2015. Uh-huh. Uh, so Drew was with TNA for less than, just under two years. At that point in time, he kind of had a, it was kind of a mixed bag for him in TNA. He was part of the group called The Rising initially with uh, Mika, who's better known as, uh, oh, come on, is it Camacho? Camacho? Camacho, yeah. Camacho in WWE and Eli Drake, current TNA champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made evented Blown for Glory in 2015. He became the first Scottish TNA World Champion. Yep. Uh, he was also the first Grand Champion, which is a recent title they've, they've done that's kind of like a, a, the three rounds, three short rounds type thing. It's kind of like a knock competition. But he achieved quite a lot in that period. But I think it's still safe to say, I might be wrong in this, you might disagree with me, that there was something not quite right about his time in TNA.
2: It was, yeah, like you said, it was a mixed bag. You know, you didn't really know what to make of it.
0: I mean, I don't know if... The, the, I I'm classic TNA type thing. I don't know if they knew how to properly use Drew to the same potential.
3: Mm. The creative back then, and uh, the, the creative that was in TNA originally and the, the, the latest creative in TNA is a lot different and is, I, I think it's the same as they kind of, they really wanted to push Drew as far as they could mm-hmm. and then thought, how f- much further do we go? They weren't really sure how how to get on top of it. Yeah, because I mean there was a point where obviously I say they main evented Bound for Glory
0: in 2015 and he was meant to be facing ECT for title and Matt Hardy got added into the match and it kind of took the spotlight away from Drew because I think they tried to make it just EC3 and Matt and Drew just felt like the spare guy there, the spare Mm. wheel essentially Yeah, and it just kind of...
2: And that's when Matt won the championship, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, then got stripped of it and Uh he won it. That was a crazy period. But that was also the button kind of started the birth of the broken Matt Hardy gimmick.
3: Uh What was the Matt Hardy brand? It was him and... Brought his Clay. Aye, yeah, Tyrus is, he's oh, called that company, that company. It was that and then it started to move into that whole broken gimmick. Yeah. Well. You're not a fan of the broken gimmick? What? Uh, I'm not. Uh. It's just in the tea anyway, the way he spoke. Delete, 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 It no, was the whole, delete, the, the big delete. white teeth and... Wonderful. The, the, uh, the way he Delightful. spoke. Delightful. He's like, I speaking speaking for thought, I can't say the word now. <laughs> just, I just didn't get it. just did not get it. But
0: then, uh, so it was with TNA, and then it was quite a surprise around about March this year when takeo- NXT Takeover the night before WrestleMania,
2: yep, he pops up on and he
0: pops up in the front row.
2: Pops up at NXT Takeover Orlando.
0: Was that a surprise?
2: No. Well, to be honest,
0: Does anything surprise you,
3: Pedro? No, really.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I was I was pleased to see him back in NXT because I had a feeling you know with the amount of success he had I think it was only a matter of time before he came back to WWE but I just didn't know when like would he go back straight back to the main roster or would he go to NXT but the fact that he showed up in NXT I thought alright good stuff good to see him back
0: but then he was uh, he became champion really quickly yeah he, NXT. I think he won the championship in his first takeover match That's less than 6 months into his reign that,
2: yeah he was only there for like 4 or 5 months and then beat Bobby Roode on his uh, first championship match
0: I'm not going to lie, I thought that was a really good match between the two of them. No, yeah, it was, oh, really, it was good. really
2: good. Really, I mean, for what both these guys, like, their styles, um, and they're both t- quite tall as well, you'd expect them, you know, to be um, quite a hard-hitting match. Maybe not, like... A high-flying technical classic, but very much hard-hitting, and they did that.
0: I think we Drew, sometimes he kind of has that kind of slow methodical starts, and then he kind of he does some things that kind of speed things along. The, cl- uh, the claymore kick.
2: His claymore kick finishes. Kind of cool. comes out,
0: kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, the future shock is it's quite.
2: Future shock looks so devastating, by the way. It's like, uh, obviously, because it's double-arm DDT with a uh, he sort of but he sort of falls on it, falls in on it.
0: I remember in March, talking about the Claymore kick, When back when I interviewed Mark Dallas for the Alumni charity, yeah. and he said he got a kick from McIntyre at Fear and Loven and it was, it hurt Ouch. so much, he said, he said it was really
3: sore. drew with the old skill, if Drew's going to hit, he's coming through. That's, that's, that's basically yeah. how it goes. It kind of looks like Daniel Bryan's running knee, is,
2: in a way, because you know, he has that big charge up and then he lifts his leg to about, he sort of goes almost horizontal the way he kicks. Yeah. But taking that knee, there's an e pad there. Yeah. A claim it's the bottom of it's a book. bottom of a <laughs> snow, yeah. That that would hurt more.
0: But after he won the title, he was attacked by the undisputed error Adam Cole, Kyler Riley, Bobby Fish. Oh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Missed it. Mm-hmm. Uh but then uh, you thought that, that was the that was the natural feud, but then he went to f- feud with Andre Cien Almas.
1: That was a bit odd
2: though. And
0: Andrade Cien Alba. Thank you, thank you. Uh so see Stefano Wilson would have <laughs> pronounced that lot. <laughs> <laughs> Stefano Wilson's off for the night. Uh <laughs> <damn it. laughs> He'll be back. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, but then uh, the most surprising thing to a lot of people was the fact that Almas at that recent takeover there took the belt off him. What's up with that? <laughs> well, um, let's let's talk quickly about that one because we're in the last we're going into the last five minutes of the show now. Yeah. Um, what was your thoughts on that?
2: Sure. I was shocked. Aye. I did not expect it. it know, was- I thought he w- I thought Almas would just be enhancement talent for Drew.
0: Well, there was a talk but now coming out of the mm-hmm. match now the Drew's got an injury. A bicep, bicep injury, injury Bicep yeah. injury, which, which was apparently done in the match, so the plan was originally for him to lose the belt.
2: I guess it was just a split-second decision to say, like,
3: all oh, right, change your plan. No, that was the
0: original. The, the original plan was for Drew to drop the belt. Oh, was it? Yeah. That was the original plan. The bicep one was just unfortunate.
3: Damn. He held on to, it looks like he held onto the rope too long as he took the, the spike DDT, so it kind of pulled. pulled. He's yeah. so I, mean it it was,
2: way. I think it was there for shock factor,
3: definitely. Maybe that's why they went for it. The rumour
0: is that apparently they were thinking of calling Drew up soon.
2: it makes sense.
0: So, he dropped well, after about, only
2: what, six months in NXT?
0: Well, they obviously knew about his talent just wanted to integrate him back in for the NXT yeah. system.
2: Uh, makes sense. I mean, you know, he already was a, an established name right in the first Don't he forget
1: he TV. was high up the PWI rankings when he was independent. Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: so he's a bit, he was a bit- he'd he done everything he could in independent, but he wasn't quite at the same level as AJ Styles.
3: I mm. so I think I think It takes drew, a hell of
2: an effort to get to the level of AJ Styles though
3: We drew going to the independence after being released for WWE was good for him Because it, it kind of grew a bit more Developed a bit more get a bit. Obviously he's got a lot of ring experience But still at the same time Going to different places Different styles It's like playing football yeah. If you play football in Germany And then you play football in Portugal They're two totally different types of style mm-hmm. Yeah but the thing,
0: the thing you got to go there
3: as well Is with... Um,
0: Drew's kind of is kind of built the model now that a lot of ones want to go away, go away for a bit and come back. So mm. it's quite good the, in that. Disney heart. Yeah,
2: no, uh, the the independent tour that he did, and going through all these promotions, he puts ICW on the map. That I think that's made him the biggest star of the three guys in 3MB. Do you think? Do you
0: think after his injury he'll go back to NXT kind of, or he'll go straight back to or he'll jump straight back? I to, th- I
2: the imagine he'll go straight back to the main roster.
3: He'll They'll, they'll I mean, if
2: that was appear. if that was the original plan for him to get called up, I imagine they'll pull the trigger when he gets back. Mm. I mean, a bicep injury is quite serious, six, though. Six
0: months. Jesus.
2: Well, by that point, it'll be, what, Wrestlemania? Something like that, yeah. He could be entered into the Andre Battle Royal, or he could arrive
0: the Raw Smackdown after Mania. It's maybe quite soon for Wrestlemania, but I think he probably might, he'll go back to NXT for a wee bit. But hopefully it's not like an Atami, and it kind of killed, uh, does his momentum down.
2: Oh, God, I hope not. Because he doesn't, he doesn't deserve that.
0: So, now we've went through the three Your final thought says, looking at what's happened since free mb David, you kind of did your answer, but I'm going to ask you this again anyway. Who has been the most successful of the three?
2: Drew, Drew. Hands down. Drew.
0: No case for gender.
2: Not even close.
0: Kwaku, you you? No,
1: no, but, no, but, see, okay, if you're going to go by fan interaction and stuff like that, then, yeah, obviously Drew, but... If you're gonna go by paper, then surely you got to say gender because you said that... You know, no, I'm using your own phrase, you're saying that gender is uh, slightly discredited, uh, given him the if... because f- he has no, um, no merch or no anything, you're saying that he was discredited in the WWE Championship, but now you're discredited in the WWE Championship by saying that somebody that won the NXT Championship over somebody that won the WWE Championship was better. Just saying. I'm using your argument here?
2: Hey, it's their booking decision that uh, got them in this position. So don't blame the fans for wanting mm. to see like other guys feel like they're in a better position to be top guy than their picks.
0: So yeah, that's That is the evolution of the free man band. I think, I think. Wait
2: a minute. Who? Who do you think's done the best? Ah, of course, yeah. See, he knows what he's talking about. You I don't. know, but
0: I'm
1: just using your argument against you. That's all I'm trying <laughs> to say. Okay. So, well, yeah. I heath, agree, Drew. Per, per like, heath, personally, per obviously, like, I'm, I'm a bit biased, but I think that Drew has, he's got a bigger following and everything, but I'm just using the argument that you used against what you were saying. So. Per,
2: per Heath, though. I mean, he's just sort of been left, out, left hung out to dry here.
0: Yeah, he's a social outcast. Uh, and so he's he- got kids,
2: man. He's got kids.
0: So, yeah that was more of a niche topic than we normally do but I think for anybody listening it was worth it for that rant from Dave absolutely <laughs> yeah I feel much better now so yeah for those of you who are listened live or on demand and have enjoyed the show we are on Twitter at ESS Retweet if you are listening live we've got the old school classics coming up after us with Sean it uh, should be good if you are listening on demand on iTunes on uh, the Player FM or Castbox, any of the podcasting, uh, subscribe, listen to all our shows. back we've got a great caliber of shows we've got in the in the in the bank. Stuff about NXT, stuff about ICW, even up to our uh, tribute that we did to Eddie Guerrero as well. Yep. So we will be back at the same time next week with a topic that I yet do not know. We
2: we will think of something. We we always do Be sure to give Fusion Takeover Radio a like as well Where you can get more content such as this uh, Every Wednesday and Saturday
0: Yes, and Monday
2: And Monday as well, yeah With uh, our own EP's Late Late Show Mm -hmm. It's not the Late Late Show Okay, just Late Show then
1: (laughs) The Late Night Chat Show
2: Late Night Chat Show (laughs) Anyway That's what I meant
0: So from us at Eat
1: Sleep Can I I plug my Monday show? You got a minute Okay Uh, Monday show We're revisiting a topic we talked about Let's phrase with benefits. Sorry, I just wanted to say
0: that. There we go.
2: <laughs> okay, be sure to tune in for that.
0: Do great. So from the team here at Eastleigh Super X with i I've been Stephen Wilson. Uh, back, with David Hartney. Thanks I'm for co- thanks for coming back. Yeah, and good to be back. Bonza. And Stephen Strangstrack Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yep. We so say we'll be back at the same time this week. From us. Good night.